0: Welcome to the January thirteenth edition of the Lockdown Lease Podcast. I'm Mike Desefino with Dave Morosuti. The Leafs' winning streak against the Red Wings is snapped. They were going for ten in a row, didn't happen. Lost in regulation. Pretty crappy game from Toronto all around. We'll break it all down. We'll preview the game against the Boston Bruins tomorrow. That should be a big one. All that more coming up on the Lockdown Leafs Podcast.
1: Hello
0: and welcome into the Locked On podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On a daily Maple leaf centric podcast. So be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video Check us up uh, on YouTube. It's locked on least on YouTube. Hit subscribe. And uh, we got new shows coming out every single weekday, Monday through Friday. It's all lease. It's all the time. We're having a little technical
1: difficulties to start the show here, Dave. Literally, we were just about to record, and all of a sudden, you're just like, I can't hear you. I'm like, what (laughs) so i think i i thought i had figured out the issue from the sound from the last show which was my mic cable apparently it might be a bigger issue than that dave might have to do a little bit of shopping might have to go get yourself a new mic
0: you know dave you should probably invest in a professional mic system like myself
1: you should you should really consider it pal well it's a good thing i have this gaming headset even though i don't game whatsoever (laughs) This is true. At <laughs> least we're able to get something done here. Um,
0: so last night, though, Leafs, they also malfunctioned.
1: Against the what, Red Wing. what a segue.
0: Yeah, yeah. They also malfunctioned there. Um, they had nine straight wins against Detroit heading into last night's game. They were just and, – and a lot of those wins, too, were just thumpings. Like they were just completely obliterating – the Red Wings over the course of the last few seasons. Um, but last night losing 4-1, to uh, it was their first loss in regulation in a back-to-back all season long. They've been 5 and one in back-to-backs heading into the game and uh, now 5-1-1. and
1: uh, What went wrong, Dave, in your mind? Just lazy, lazy play, I felt, especially in that first period. They gave the Red Wings a lot of space and time to operate. Uh, you know, you look at the goal, right? Riley with a lazy giveaway that forced Dylan Larkin to come to the zone with speed, Jordy Ben trying to, you know, kind of backing off so he doesn't get beat flat footed. And then Lucas Raymond allowed to walk in, you know, untouched to score that goal. Like it was just a lot of plays like that where the Leafs just weren't keen on just being in the right place in the right time, you know, being sound defensively and when you're when you're missing an offensive player like Austin Matthews your defense has to be that much better because your offense isn't going to be as good and that's like against Nashville they got away with not being stellar defensively because Matt Murray was just so good and look Elias Samsonov, like he deserved the win based on how he played but the team in front of him just didn't give him much to work with yeah,
0: I mean the, the the team in against Nashville got Murray that second goal. They couldn't get Samson off that second goal. And that was the big issue. Like he was great. Um, like I honestly he made some big, big time saves. He's the only reason why the Leafs really had a chance in that game, because, you know, they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot, and to your point, I, I I I agree with you. Where it's I don't know if I would call it laziness, but they did seem like the Red Wings' mo was to make sure that they played fast uh, and played you know played a little physical, but mainly just move the puck consistently. Just keep moving the puck. This was a team that played five games in eight days. The Toronto Maple Leafs. It was their second back to back in the week and fourth game in sixth night so they've played a lot of hockey toronto has so they, they they looked like they were a tired and slow team because of it and i think the wings game plan was to uh to kind of smother them and get the puck moving try and get them moving and if they were staying flat-footed which they ultimately were um that gave them a lot more space to operate so yeah i i I agree with your assessment i don't know if i'll call laziness as i would more so just tiredness tired legs for you know lots of games in uh, in a short amount of time but what i did note is that you know not having austin matthews out there has been really notable these past couple of games like the offense just hasn't really been there like you said they got away with it in nashville weren't able to get away with it against the detroit red wings um just three goals through these last couple of games. Not a whole lot of chances. I mean, it could have been four goals if that Bobby McMahon goal at the
1: start of the game would have counted. I mean, do you have thoughts on that, by the way? Look, spirit of the rule, you can't kick the puck. Now you can't kick it into the net, nor can you kick and have it deflect off a defense like a, another player. The spirit of the rule was called to a T. But we also know that Bobby McMahon was not intentionally trying to kick the puck into the net. He was trying to kick it to his stick. The Red Wings defenseman's foot got in the way, and that's what led to the goal. Like we we see deflection goals all the time. I feel like that's a goal that should be allowed to count because, I agree. like that, as the the rule they called the rule as it was, I had no problem with that. But if we're looking at how the play developed and how the goal was scored. That's a goal that should count, and this is not even a Leafs thing. This is a, you want to see, you want to see Bobby McMahon get his first NHL goal. You don't want to see it being called back on a technicality like that. Oh, absolutely, and you can only imagine how rattled I was,
0: though, because I I had to, like, come back and, like, search Twitter and and figure out exactly what was going on with that goal, because... I was watching the game with a buddy, so we, we ended up going out to an establishment to to watch the game and, and have dinner and whatnot. And so I'm watching it on the TV, and I'm seeing it, and I'm like, okay, he kicked it, but it's not like he you know, purposely kicked it into the net. It just kind of went off his foot and then went off the defender. Like, well, I don't understand why this is taking so long. And then they called it a no goal, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, what the hell? Like, I had no explanation. Like, I just had to go and search for the explanation as to why that uh, that goal counted or was wiped off the board. I'm like, eh, it's just, it's it's dumb. I agree. It's it's dumb. And I feel bad for Bobby McMahon. Had his first NHL goal. You know, his dad is in the building. And uh, for the dad's trip, it got the game started on a good note, a goal in the first period. And then, nope, we're going to take that off the board. And then things kind of went, uh, went south from there for the Maple Leafs. Um, All right, Dave, why don't we take a quick break? When we get back, we'll get into uh, our good, bad, and ugly from last night's Leafs 4-1 loss to the Detroit Red Wings. And then uh, we'll help tee up the game against the Bruins tomorrow. That's going to be a big game, man. Big game. It's going to be tough to catch Boston. But if they do have any chance in hell, they got to win the games against Boston and quite literally steal those points against that squad who lost their first game actually at home last night too in regulation um so maybe uh maybe there's a, a streak to be started in boston but we'll chat about that uh, in a little bit but first dave how about a word from one of today's show sponsors uh your good friends at built bar yep
1: if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you got to try a built bar we just went through the holiday season i know many of you are looking to make some new year's resolutions and try to get that start off on the right foot so this is why built bars might be actually the perfect solution for you what makes them so good is they're made with 100 percent real chocolate they have many unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond cookies and cream double chocolate i could the list goes on and not only are, do they taste great but they are actually good for you the macros on these are incredible. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein per built Bar. Now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years they've been talking about trying to get built Bars into stores and now you can actually do that if you go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and green double chocolate or coconut puff if you're close to a sam's club run in and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro you can thank me later now if you live up here in canada you can still get your built bars delivered right to your door and to make it easier for you you can go to the website built.com use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order at built.com that is locked 15 for 15% off your next order at com.
0: Welcome back to The Log Dunley's podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano, got my co host Dave Morissuti with me here. Uh, if you are enjoying what you've listened to so far, um, we ask that you would please hit the subscribe button. If you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, we do make content every single day. Uh it's it's you know ninety-eight percent lease talk. So if you are a diehard member of Lease Nation, you gotta be part of the lockdown lease family, not only on uh on YouTube, uh, but also on our Discord channel, which we'll put the link down below because that thing was popping off last night during the game, as per usual. And it's a lot of fun um getting in on the conversation with uh with everybody. So we'll put that link down below. You can get an also um you know chat with us there all right dave let's uh let's let's dig into this one a little bit 4-1 loss to detroit as we do after every single loss we do the good the bad and the ugly so let's start positive start positive talk about the good from last night's game um and i think it's it's got to start with the goaltending you know we, we kind of were touching on it you know a second ago how you know samson off despite the loss despite allowing three goals on 22 shots and having an 864 save percentage, that didn't really tell the story for Samsonov off night to me. I mean, if you just looked at the stats and I know that I get picked on sometimes for being too uh, analytically driven, but last night was a big time, you know, the, the stats didn't quite match up with the eye test type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he made some huge, huge saves for that team. Um, they gave up way too much stuff for, for him and he gave the least every chance to get back into this game. But, when you only muster up one singular goal, uh, it's it's tough to win hockey games in the in the NHL. So, um, but I thought you know, Samsonov was was great last night. Some really big stops.
1: Yeah, he was definitely probably the most positive thing to come out of that game. You know, he's he's coming. He was coming off of some very, you know, some tough tough moments. You know, in the last little bit, two straight decent starts against Detroit. <laughs> All you know, he seems to come up big against them, but um, yeah, they really let him down. Like there were some saves, as you mentioned that like, first off, he sh- there should have been no business making the saves that he made some of the <laughs> saves that he made in this game. And um, when your team is fluttering offensively, that's the type of goaltending you're going to need to try to stick with it. Like even like the four, I, I discounted the fourth goal just because it was, you know, late in the game, power play. It was a weird shot. He was
0: definitely um, mad when he
1: allowed yeah. that goal, too. It's like he knew that his save percentage took a dip with that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely like the, not only that one, but then, you know, also the empty air. So, like, allowing three goals in that game, like, that's I know three goals you'd like to, he probably would have said, I would wish I only had allowed one or two, but. I mean, yeah. When your offense is not putting up the numbers that it needs to, that's uh, you know, that's tough for any goaltender, even even the Matt Murray after the what he did the night before. Yeah, I also want to give an honorable mention to, uh,
0: to the third line who I thought had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously did have the goal that got disallowed and, and got called back, but um, overall, like when you dig, dig dig, you do dig into the numbers. Ninety nine percent expected goals. Four for that third line 99 like they didn't allow a single thing off like that was a line that had some legs right Bobby McMahon was in there he was skating he was playing hard um he had legs last night so you know and that third line was out there they were performing I thought him camping and, and engball and uh 99 expected goals is, is pretty wild for uh for for a game so did want to give a quick honorable mention to them. And and Bob McMahon got some pretty good um you know, Sheldon Keefe had some good things to say about him post game. Really likes what he's seeing in this short, you know, short time period that he's playing. But you know, says he's he plays hard, he's hard on the puck. He uses his body, uses his size to his advantage a lot. He's the first man on the puck a lot of times using that speed. So uh he's getting some good praise from the coach. And you know, clearly that's that's a good sign that he has come into the lineup. He's was thrust into a third-line role, not even fourth-line. They're like, let's see what you can do on the third line. And um, seems to be, you know, somewhat excelling in that role. Thought he had his first goal. Thought he had it. But obviously, uh, you know, the officials thought otherwise. And I guess by the spirit of the rule, uh, you know, the, the the sport thought otherwise as well but did want to give a quick shout-out to the third-line and Bobby McMahon as well. Um, the bad. What was bad about last
1: night's uh, performance, Dave? Uh, you know what? I didn't really care for the officiating in this game. I thought was, there was yeah. – like, the Leafs got calls. I'm not – like, this is not to say the Leafs didn't any get any calls their way. They had many opportunities on the power play. But there were some clearly missed things, especially with Michael Bunting. And even like late in the game, like there was that, like the play that got me was William Nylander skating behind the zone, gets two-handed from the back by Ben Sherrod, mm-hmm. then gets up, continues playing, doesn't complain to the refs, then gets thrown down again from behind by Ben Sherrod. Like, what's what's the deal here? And yeah. on top, and on top of that, what's Wayne Sim is doing in the lineup if he's not going to Ben Sherrod saying, "Hands off, my guy." That's a yeah, good top. point. Actually, I, I didn't put two
0: and two together and think about that, but you're right. That's kind of, sometimes he's really in this thing to be that patrol officer out there yeah. for, for the skill guys. And if you're not going to be out there willing to to do that, then what really are you for? I, I felt the same way the, the night before actually in Nashville. Um, there was one play where Tanner Janot got a pretty big lick onto somebody, and then uh, who was it? Somebody ran Rasmus Santine the exact same. Um, was it Niederreiter? Might have been na- Maybe in the exact same uh, shift. And Dryden Hunt was on the ice. I'm like, you're. That's kind of what you're out there to do, buds. Like, you kind of got to take exception to those types of things. Like, don't. That's that's why you were brought in in a way it was is to have a little bit more meat and potatoes out there and when you're not really doing much i guess that's might be why he was taken out of the lineup last night um that's something also tim is coming out of the lineup bad decision like i, I, I when still...
1: you're when you're not having the offense showing up like he's someone that helps drive a little bit more offense from the blue yeah. line i i i understand it was a back to back you want to get jordy ben again but you know what I think it was?
0: And, I mean, that's kind of what Sheldon Keefe said. He came out after the game and, and was talking about how he just wanted to have some fresher legs out there and wanted to get those guys in. And it's easiest to do it on a, on a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I wonder how much influence this dad's trip had into that. Like, all the dads are on the trip. Let's try and get everybody in into a game. And it's a lot easier to get them into this game against Detroit than it would be to force them into a game, say against Boston on Saturday. Like, do you think that had any anything to do with the lineup decisions last night?
1: I mean, no, potentially. I mean, it's an easy excuse when it's a back-to-back to say that with the dad's trip. But it's also like, yeah, some guys need need a need a night off. Um, and Jordy Ben hasn't played in a while, so you, you know, if you ever need Jordy Ben, you don't want to just throw him in absolutely cold. Uh, so i have no problem with getting Dirty Ben in game. It's just when you're without Austin Matthews, you want to make sure you're doing what you can to improve your team's chances offensively. And that was a game where I felt like Connor Timmons could have made, I'm not saying he would have been the difference maker. Cause obviously you don't expect an offensive defenseman to be a difference maker, but the numbers also show that Connor Timmons play at both ends has actually been pretty good. So, yeah, I, I, I thought I just thought Connor Timmins deserved to stay in the lineup, but alas, it was not the case. Yes. All right, Dave. The ugly. What was ugly
0: about last night's four-one loss to the Detroit
1: Red Wings? What just the Lions, for whatever reason. <laughs> well, Wings. well, they played like the Detroit Lions in the final stages of the season. They really really the, the like the Red Wings were you were coming off a game where they had seven goals against the Jets. So these, this wasn't the same Detroit team that put up a four, one loss to Toronto a few nights, like a week ago, almost a week ago. Um, but the ugly for me was just the offense looks ugly <laughs> without yeah. the Austin Matthews, right? Like William Nylander didn't exactly have his best game, um, I thought the best player forward for me uh, was probably late in the game with John Tavares. He was kind of the one driving things, trying to get chances. I thought that play with Michael Bunting was going to be a goal, but alas, it was on the backhand. Like if Bunting was a right-hand shot, I think that would have been a goal. Right. Uh, like late in the game there. But yeah, they they it, it, it reinforces to me maybe that, they need to look at finding ways to add more offense, like a guy, more shooters. Like, I'm not just saying adding guys that can score goals, but guys that can kind of create their chances a bit more, guys that don't need others to facilitate their chances. Yeah, that Patrick Kane
0: is, uh, is lurking in the weeds, and a game like last night makes people on the Patrick Kane bandwagon get a little louder, I would think um yeah for me it was just like the whole kind of the first period very very ugly first period they which is exactly what happened last time they played detroit and they he ripped into them and they got going in the second and third wasn't necessarily the case this time like they played better i guess in the second and third period but it still wasn't good enough um and they still gave up too much and they weren't really battling or fighting hard enough to get into uh, into the you know preferable scoring areas, I just can give some credit to Detroit. Like I think they had a really good game plan. Just you know, clog up the neutral zone. Don't allow them to get through. Don't allow them to have speed. Actually, I think I saw the stat that they didn't. The Maple Leafs didn't have a single. Which I was like thinking about it now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I can't recall seeing one. Um, but I don't think they had a single either rush chance or odd man rush. Probably odd man rush. I don't think they had a single odd man rush last night, which like Toronto typically gets, you know, breakaway or two on one something um, just because they're so good at, you know, forcing turnovers and, and getting on the counterattack. but they didn't really have that. Sorry. They had one, one scoring chance off the rush last night.
1: One scoring chance off the rush. And, and like, the, the- yeah, that that's that's something like the the team didn't exactly play with a lot of speed. Like they they didn't make Detroit work to, to play on the defensive side. In my opinion, I felt like it was a little too easy for Detroit in that game to to mitigate that offense. So
0: when I bet when I was watching the game, I had a wager on the team first to five shots, and I. Bet so okay, Toronto first to five shots. I made that wager, and and uh, so I'm I'm really looking at the shot clock as the game's going on, and they were up I think three nothing in shots pretty early in the game. And I was like, okay, we're we're good, I probably we'll be able to coast here, just a couple more shots, and then it, all of a sudden it was like four four, and then I'm just like, oh my god, what's going on here? Because the Leafs just they weren't even able to break it into the Detroit zone like legitimately they would get to the, the opponent's blue line, get to the wings blue line, and the puck gets swiped off their stick. And they they just couldn't even break into the zone and establish some sort of offensive possession. It was brutal through that first uh, first ten or so minutes of that first period. It was it was all wings and um after that disallowed goal almost like it took the wind out of sails for the Maple Leafs. So um yeah that was that was that was ugly. That that's a performance that Certainly the Maple Leafs cannot replicate in Boston, and uh, hopefully Austin Matthews can return for that game. So why don't we take one more break? Um, when we get back, we can kind of talk about that. Talk about the Austin Matthews um, elephant in the room, uh, of uh, in a way, and uh, tee up the game against the big, bad Bruins. But first, uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, we got the playoffs starting up. Also, to basketball, hockey, we got baseball starting up pretty soon. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline—it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike Distefano. Got Dave Morrisuti with me. Uh so Dave, massive game tomorrow. Toronto continues their road trip. They go from Detroit into Boston. It's an off day today, so there's not much going on. And they'll be able to spend uh, the entire day with their you know with their dads and with the family in in Boston. So that'll be that'll be neat. Hopefully that gives them the rest they need uh, after, you know, last night they visibly look tired. So an off day potentially to, to rest those legs back up and get ready for a, a big game tomorrow against the league's best Boston Bruins.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are the games that can show what the Leafs are in terms of contenders, right? You know, we're talking about how, how the Atlantic division is going to be a pretty much death row for any. <laughs> For the three teams like with uh with the bruins leafs and lightning all kind of it feels like kind of stapled to their positions right now but it last what really irked me about the loss of the red wings was was that the bruins lost right like you could have you're coming into a game where you're going to be playing the bruins next you could have potentially have been within seven points if the leafs had won the game against detroit and then you win if you beat Boston, you're now within five points. Like, that's how big – that's how the sw- these swings can be – like, it, it's just not only when – like, the Leafs have been winning so many times, but it's when you win because you got to catch the other teams when they've kind of, you know, slipped up a little bit. Like, Tampa Bay is still within reach of, of the Leafs. They're six points back, but they also have three games in hand on Toronto, right? Right. They're just – Buying their time and they're taking advantage of when the other team loses. That gives them a window. So Sheldon Keith, I know, said that with you know, given how many points that they're behind, it's uh, nine points right now. It it sounds like an insurmountable uh, you know expectation to say the Leafs can catch them, but anything can happen. Like the like the Leafs have played so consistently, and Boston has finally lost their first home regulation game. Like. You can't say for sure that it's over,
0: right?
1: right. I, I I didn't like that Sheldon Keith said that. He's like, you know what, we got, and he did also say that we got to make it, we got to stay on them. We got to make it tough for them. Yeah. Um, well,
0: he was th- talking, yeah, he did, just for those who didn't hear the comments, you know, he was asked last night just how big of a game this is going to be. And um, he had said that, or how big of the the playoff race it is against the Bruins. And he said, oh, it's not really a race right now. Like, they're on pace to be the, um, you know, the highest win percentage team in hockey history. So, you know, that's kind of where he was at. Yeah. But then, to your point, he did kind of walk it back a little bit and say, you know, but we got to make it tough on them. Like, we got to put a little bit of heat on them, and we do that by taking points on them, uh, off them the nights we play them. So, um
1: that's yeah. I guess you know his, his version of walking it back, but three more games against Boston, right? Like, that, there's some points to be had there. I understand. Also, it's not just the points you get against Boston; it's also the points that you could potentially gain if Boston loses. Like, any chance the, the Bruins lose, is a chance for the Leafs just to get that a little bit closer. Yeah, but I mean, not
0: not to say that this game, like, might. Once. I don't know, like you come into this game right now, right? It's nine point swing or it's a two ball, well, four point swing almost. Um, if you lose, you go down 11. If you win, you go to seven. It's almost as if like this game is near must win. If the Leafs do want to actually, you know, actually have yeah. a chance to win this Atlantic division.
1: Yeah. Like it, it, re- it really is because, you know, Boston isn't losing a lot. As we just saw, the Kraken like that game. Like that game shows that you know the Bruins aren't perfect. Also, it's funny because the Bruins had three days off coming into this game. So and Seattle's been playing a lot. So that was yeah. that was a curious one
0: on the road. They're like uh, undefeated on this
1: road. Oh, track. they're they're they're, they're, like they're like steamrolling the teams. Those are seventh win in a row. They're steamrolling teams. They steamrolled the Leafs and they kept that going ever since. Like, they're the just Leafs, one of the. the Montreal, the, they, what was it, like 8 4 against Ottawa the other
0: day? Yeah.
1: like if, And you look at the Bruins' schedule coming up. After they play the Leafs, they have a bit of a give me game against the Flyers, although the Flyers have looked a little bit better since they lost to the Leafs. They have the two New York teams, San Jose, Montreal. Then they have a row of, they play the Lightning, they have the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Leafs again the capitals like there's there's some tough games coming up for boston but we
0: said that last time like (laughs) christmas that there was a tough schedule like oh the leaves you know they might be able to make some ground here and they went and they steamrolled all those teams too so like we keep saying that but they just let's just face it they're a good freaking team this is a great squad and the leaves are going to be in tough and I mean, yeah. in my opinion, they need Austin Matthews. They, they need do. Austin Matthews to stand a chance in this game. He's got to come back. Uh, yesterday, woke up, had the sniffles, apparently, on top of whatever ailment he's had. That's been bugging him the last little bit, so that was the reason why he was out from uh, for last night's game. But I think what, what has been proven over the last couple of games here, it's only three goals in, in two games. It's one and a half goals per 60. Um, per game that they've averaged here with him at a lineup um they need him they need him to return they need that offense and uh I mean let's let's hope that he's good to go right right like this is the game where I think this was the reason why they rested him these two was so that he was fresh and prepared and ready to go for for Saturday when they you know Near must win if you want to stay in this division and make it a race against the Boston Bruins. I think it's fair to say that they they need him ready to go tonight or tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and I know he had an illness that also just complicated things to play against the Red Wings. So I know Sheldon Keith didn't want to commit anything. Um, so I preferred,
0: just... I preferred my verbiage of woke up with the sniffles,
1: the sniffles, the sniffles, eh. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what that on this was because it could have been a little worse than the sniffles. But, yeah, I just hope that you I, talking yeah, I mean, are, you, are you are you making a poop joke? No, I was making a bleh, like, you know, the other the other hole joking. Okay. Um, I, 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 I just, yeah, Austin Matthews, they, they need him back. You need him at full strength uh, against this Bruins team, not just not just offensively. But you got to have that guy down the middle because the Bruins have a really good have really good center depth. Right. So that's like you don't want to have give the Bruins the easy matchup to say, all right, we're just going to throw the Bergeron line against Tavares. Like make the Bruins have to decide kind of pick their poison a little bit here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no Jake DeBrusque, so he won't be a factor tomorrow. But outside of that, they're a pretty healthy club right now. And, you know, they're at optimal efficiency, essentially, outside of the that DeBrusque injury. Uh, obviously, Matthews will be game time decision. No TJ Brody for the Maple Leafs since uh, he's still on injured reserve with that rib injury. He uh, will be reevaluated and potentially could come off uh, later next week. But, you know, when you just look at uh, look at this team, like I'm looking at the rankings here of Boston, and, God, they just, they're top 10 in everything. Like, everything. They have the best penalty kill unit in the NHL. They have the best defense in the NHL. They have the third best power play in the NHL. They score the second most games for 60 in the NHL. Like, it's just maddening um, how good... Well-rounded and deep, this team is. Uh, so Toronto is going to be in one tomorrow. They're definitely going to be in a dogfight to try and uh, to to try and get this win. I would assume they w- would probably go back to Matt Murray uh, after yeah. you know just because they seem to be alternating here. So so I th- would think Matt Murray will get the start. Um, interestingly though, like y- y- you know, much to, it didn't I guess matter much in Detroit because they won nine straight. But uh, Toronto's won four straight here against the, uh, yeah, they won four straight against the Bruins. And if I'm not mistaken, Keith was hired what November like 19th or something of 2019. Yeah. You say has Keith lost? Has never, he's never lost to the Boston Bruins.
1: That I think yeah. you're right on that one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Keith has never lost to the Boston Bruins yet. Um, so uh, maybe, hopefully, they can keep that going tomorrow <laughs> when they take on uh, Boston. Although he had never lost to Detroit either until last night, so maybe uh, he's getting all his L's out of the way this week against all those squads trying to, to ruin all those, you know, perfect streaks that uh, that he has against these teams. But either way, should be a good game. Um, you know, I'm 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 excited for it it was a, a really good tight 2-1 victory last time they played it was kind of the game that got them got their season back on track in a way remember they had played philly on on you know november 2nd on the wednesday and then they had played detroit on the saturday played well got the win and then went to carolina and uh, got the win there as well so you know a couple of really you know solid wins that weekend Hopefully they can get another one um, against Detroit this weekend. All right, Dave. That'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. Uh, Leave a a like and a comment down below if uh, if you would. Um, Curious if you think that the race... Is over, or if they still got a shot? Do the Leafs still have a chance to compete for this division, or are the Boston Bruins just too good? And uh, have they run away with it already? Let us know in the comment section below. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. All right, Dave, enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy your weekend to everybody else as well. Enjoy the game. We'll be back with another episode on Monday to break things down. Until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.